Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hooper's Lab podcast. This is the podcast where we talk all things basketball. I'm joined here by my co-host, Riley. Hello, hello. Hello, how are you today? I am doing great. I just want to uh, to mention that uh, your email that you sent me for the link went to uh, my trash folder. I just find that funny. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't value your emails. They're trying to say that I'm trash. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> trash. That's funny. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're here today with another episode of the pod. There's nothing like to talk about, but there's like little things, little discussion points, um, going around the league that I just want to cover because like at this point in the season, it's going to start shifting and we kind of know what every team is at this point of the season. Like I, we don't know what the Pelicans are. I mean, but I feel like the top 10 teams for each conference are going to make the playoffs. There's no one. Like, I don't think the Wizards or the Trailblazers. I think that the top 10 are pretty secure. And then I think teams are in. I mean, there'll be some teams that change. It's not going to be that different from the playoff start. Yeah, I agree. But March Madness coming up. Duke's going to win it all. I thought you said Zago was taking it. No, but but then I remember it was Coach K's last season I wanted to win. Bro, <laughs> the amount of money those tickets were for his last home game was insane. I know. That is actually cr- Just for them to lose. Just for, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Just for them to like, lose. <laughs> like 86000 I seen some tickets yeah, going insane. for. And that is that's insane. insane. That was a waste of money. <laughs> do I want a house or do I want to go to – do I want – three tickets to Coach K's last game, or do I want a house? Hmm. Like, I could go watch an NBA game for a dollar. This is game for a dollar. <laughs> or you could just fucking watch it on TV for free in your <laughs> nice house. But, you know, yeah, very strange. Um, can, can, we, uh, can we take a minute to uh, – I know we do it a lot, and most people do it a lot. Okay. But can we take a minute to, uh, to clown the Kings here? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, th- like, I think they do that. They, like, I will never get over the fact that I really like DeMontis Sabonis pickup. Like, I like, I really like DeMontis Sabonis. I think he's been an underrated player for a while now. Mm-hmm. But I still do not understand their reasoning for trading one Halliburton and two for trying so hard to make a playoff push when Halliburton and Sabonis are probably the better fit on the court. No, um, yeah, exactly. And now they're trying to make this playoff push. And they're the 13th seed. <laughs> and they're four and a half games under the 10th seed. That's sad. At that point, just give up. If you're four and a half games under the 10th seed, then you clearly don't deserve to be anywhere. You clearly don't deserve to be in that position. Exactly. And that's why I didn't understand their quote-unquote playoff push. Like, I, I'll admit, I like I liked the uh, Dante DiVincenzo pickup. Yeah. Um, but... Again, like even at the time, I think they were like three, three and a half to four games under the tenth seed. So, like at that point, what is the purpose? Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't it be more valuable to bottom out and try and get a better pick rather than trade away your young, upcoming star player? Like exactly. Like Reese is. He's been I killing believe, it. I believe Reese is the better player out of Swiper and him. I do. I do think Sabonis is definitely still the best player in the in the package. But it's but not like that much I of think... a gap in terms of, like the gap isn't that huge, especially for what Tyrese could become. Exactly, Tyrese's upside is crazy, and just the overall fit with Reese and Sabonis would be ten times better than Sabonis and Swiper. Yeah. So here's a little thing about Halliburton. So here's the sample size we have with the Pacers. He's played ten games, shooting. 50% from the field, 40% from three on seven attempts a game, and is averaging 19 points and almost 10 assists. And it's not like he wasn't putting up crazy-ass numbers with the Kings, too. Like, he started the season off pretty slow, actually. Like yeah, he actually started standard pretty number. Slow, yeah. But then once Swiper went out... I was kind of worried. He's, once Swiper went out, he started going crazy. Like, I remember you were like... Why'd you draft him so high in fantasy? And, like, now I'm glad I did because he's been fucking going crazy for the past couple months. 
Yeah, no, facts. I knew he had it in him, but I just didn't think that this was the year and that was the situation where he was going to go off. And if Fox never gets injured there, then I think that this it's, is yeah, completely different. It's definitely a completely different story then. Yeah, exactly. And they might not even have done the trade then because, you know, his value went... I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of variables that go into it, but yeah. Very, very dumb. Also, um, you want to know what's crazy? The Nets are only two games out of the playoffs. Like, away from being out of the playoffs. Okay, let's talk about this thing, because this is one of my main discussion points. So, the Nets have been doing not very good. I think in the last 20 games, they're on pace with, like, the Rockets and the Lakers, yeah. that kind of... <laughs> the Lakers. That's so <laughs> ironic. Like, the two teams that everybody... We thought they were going to be in the finals. The <laughs> That's crazy. No, it is crazy, but... um, I still have faith in the Nets, though. Especially come playoff time, I like the... I like the Simmons trade a lot. Like, I like what they got. Mm-hmm. Here's the um, thing. I was going to... man. Here's the main discussion point that I want to talk about regarding the Nets. Do we think that they are contenders for this season? I don't think so, because here's the problem. Um, let's wind it, wind it back to... Fuck, I don't know what year it is. Clippers year. First year Clippers. Kawhi and Paul George like never got. That was like 2019, I think. I started thinking 2020. No, I think that was 2020 because Kawhi was still Raptors 2019. That was the championship, right? But it was the summer of 2019. Right. Yeah. 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 So the 2019 2020 season. Yeah. Clippers never really got the chance to play together, and they ended up getting bounced in the second round to the The Nuggets. No Nuggets. Yeah, you're right. The Nuggets Nuggets beat them. Yeah. Yeah, so they end up getting bounced early because they never got the chance to fully play together. Kyrie and KD have played, like, what, 10 games together, if that? Um, their, their career on the Nets or this season? This season, this season. Probably both. <laughs> even, 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 yeah, I was going to say, even their career on the Nets. Yeah, um, but even yeah. last year, they had, like, no time together, so. But, yeah, they barely played together. They just got Simmons, who has yet to play for some reason. And he set back, right? I'm pretty sure yeah. it was, like, week to I week. Think he, yeah, I think he – I don't think it'll be too much. I, I, I think he was just stuck in that Philly game, bro, honestly. Like, he said – I know he yeah, said he was, like – I know he said he was, like, I, I hope I'll be ready to play that Philly game. Like, no, you don't, bro. No, you don't. You do not want to play that game. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I honestly I honestly think he was low-key just stuck in that game. And then it won't be too much longer after that. But – um. Yeah, they've barely played together. And then you got these new pieces of Seth and Drummond. Did they get someone else, or is it just Seth and Drummond? It was just Seth and Drummond. Seth, Drummond, and, yeah, and Ben Simmons, obviously. But, yeah, those <laughs> nah, were the only... It was only just Seth and Drummond there. for yeah, Harden. Yeah, Seth and Drummond for Harden. That's a fair-ass <laughs> trade. That's some kings. We'll give you away Harden for Seth and Drummond. But, yeah. And then Joe Harris is out for the season as well, right? He's out for the whole season, yeah. Yeah. For the so, end, you're missing so. that. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. Like you got, you definitely need to get some games under your belt, at least with KD and Ben Simmons, because obviously Kyrie only has like what seven games left, six games left. Yeah, exactly. Barring, Who knows what's gonna barring happen they the lift the restrictions. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing too. So I could, like, def- I definitely could see the Nets being more of a next year team. But the thing is, like they you also said that last year. <laughs> that's true. Which is kind yeah. of the problem. <laughs> like Durant, every, Durant every year, getting any younger. Yeah, no. Same with the team. Like they just picked up Dragic. Um, Screw Dragic, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck me and my homies. Me and my, I was gonna say me <laughs> and my homies hate Dragic. Um, I don't even know what the rest of the team looks like. Uh, uh, Cam Thomas is nice, but I mean he's like a rookie, and he's really. I mean they have Patty Mills, but for Cam Thomas, like he's gonna have to have a way bigger role than he was previously anticipated to. Yeah. Which Aldridge, really... and Blake, Aldridge and Blake are also not getting any younger. Like the Nets team is old, and while the but main yeah. pieces, well, the main core pieces of the team are obviously still going to be for next year are going to be intact. And like next year, I think you'd expect Kyrie to play basically a full season. I mean, at the end of the day, it's Kyrie, and you don't know what that guy. But um, injuries are also a thing too. That too, yeah. And he has had injury history, so it's not just his antics and the politics. It's also the fact that he exactly. does get injured a fair amount. Same yeah. with Durant at this point of his career. So we'll have to see with all that. But yeah, I just don't. 
see them as contenders, mainly just you can't win a championship if your best three players have played like no games together at all. Exactly. Chemistry is such a big thing. And they also just like, they're also just kind of weak outside of their top three. Like they have some nice pieces, but come playoff time, I don't think their depth is really comparable to lots of other teams. No, I agree. They just don't have, they also just don't have that cohesion yet, which also is due to injuries. But you see teams like the Bucks and the Heat, like they're so cohesive. Every team or every player on that team knows what their role is and they fit it beautifully. Well, and that's the thing with the Nets. And like, they just don't have a good offensive scheme. It's just ISO. Exactly. Okay, you're maybe Kyrie. once, <laughs> and like maybe once Ben Simmons is there, that'll kind of change. But like, I, I, hope I don't so. know. I hope there's more complexity when Simmons, because Simmons is such a dynamic player, and he could add so much more to the offense. Personally, yeah. I, I just don't know. How, I just don't know how to feel with Steve Nash as a coach. I feel like he's kind of just like, KD, go do what you want, man. Yeah, I feel like he just kind of like gets bitched around. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't really have much like authority. It's just yeah, like he's he's he he's just there. Yeah, no facts. I forget what coach said it. It it was either no, I think it was Udoka from the Celtics. I'm pretty sure he said in an interview that the Celtics or that the Nets aren't hard to stop because their offense is what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, their offense is very simple, which is is true, right on the money, hundred percent true. Yeah, no, exactly. So yeah, I don't think that they're contenders this year i think that they could be fun like but i don't think and i the thing is like yeah the thing is you cannot take kd kevin durant lightly he almost fucked up the bucks by himself last and the bucks won the championship exactly literally by himself and they could do it again this year harden Harden couldn't do shit (laughs) Kyrie was dying like usual harden was on one leg and Durant was Katie, like, okay. KD literally fucked them up with against PJ Tucker, who's a fucking terrific defender, and he just absolutely destroyed them. And he would have won that series if he didn't have fucking size twenty shoes. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. That's just crazy. How, like, if he, if that shot is a three, things would be. Do you, do you think they would have went on to the championship? They would have played Atlanta. Could you imagine if Atlanta had like upset them or something? If Atlanta went to the finals against the Hawks, <laughs> that'd be insane. Well, would Harden be back? Because he was playing, so I guess he would be back. Yeah. So. Well, did he? Didn't he go out for? He didn't go to. Uh, like he was supposed to go to the Olympics, but he didn't go because he was hurt, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess they just would have prolonged. Because didn't you have to get like surgery on it or some shit? Yeah, I, I think know, he I did. That's the same. Yeah, so like he, I, I don't know how effective he still would have been throughout the rest of the series that there, but I don't know. I, I don't think they win the championship. I think they do make it to the yeah. finals, but I think the Suns take it because you have Mikel. I think Mikel would do enough of a good job, and then the Suns, the rest of their team, I think is just too good. Nets would not be able to guard the Suns for shit. No, no. Oh, my God. Who was their <laughs> starting center last year? Yeah, yeah, who was their starting center? Blake? <laughs> yeah, Either way, they're getting fucking torched. DeAndre Jordan? Yeah, no matter who it is, they're getting fucking torched. Chris Paul's going to have, like, 30 assists a game just from lobs to Aiden. <laughs> Bro, shout out, to, uh, shout out to DeAndre Jordan for getting waved, man. That uh, fucking pass. That... That, pass, <laughs> that pass has me dead, bro. And then the fact that did you see the Shaq did a fool of it? He like got first that week, and then after he <laughs> threw the pass, it like showed him in a Philly jersey after, or it like switched the jerseys. And he's like, he's going to Philly after that pass or something. Like that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he did sign with that. I guess that's kind of to fill the gap of uh, Andre Drummond. Which, I mean, I guess it's cool. Like, you could give him fucking 10 minutes a game. Hopefully, he's not too ass in that time. I don't think it's like, the same as um, Drummond. No, I not, think a, not at all. He was actually no. doing better, yeah. He um, was def- He was doing good. He was doing really well in the role that Philly gave him there. If Philly didn't need a center like like uh, DeAndre Jordan that bad, I don't think he gets signed by a team, honestly. No, I agree. DeAndre's just that bad. It's like, well, and, like, what's their next option? Like, Charles Bassey? I don't even know what Probably, their center is. Who signed Willie Cauley-Stein? Didn't a team sign 
he might just be chilling in free agency. That's probably their best option then. Bro, Willie Colley Stein, former what, sixth overall pick? Oh wait, I think he's No, I think that was Is he? I guess he's I guess he's with Philly. <laughs> well, oh, shit, man. I guess that was their option. <laughs> yeah, but they got both now. They both yeah, played five minutes. Should... They can both I was gonna say they can both they can both split the five, six minutes a game. Yeah. Oh, they re- they're releasing Willie Colley Stein. Oh, okay. Poor Willie. They're releasing him to sign DeAndre. At that point, just keep Willie, bro. At that point, it's like, yeah, you're not really. I don't know. Um, since we're on the topic of Philly, let's let's talk about Philly. I so, did. I did want to talk about Philly actually. So, we've seen some games now. I don't know how many games we've seen of Harden and Embiid. I'm looking right now. I think five. Yeah. But the Sixers have played more games without Hardy. I think one or two, maybe. But what do we think of this uh, this team and this duo so far, how they're performing? I mean, I think, like, I think now that they have Harden, this is kind of expected. Like, you expect them to be solid throughout the rest of the season. And I think the team is obviously more built to for playoffs, to win a championship. Um, but it's definitely good to see them clicking already together. Yeah, um, and I just think we deserve to give more credit to just Philly and Embiid before the Harden trade. Like the fact that they're the two seed right now is crazy. When like people were like, I know I had them at like the fifth seed, sixth seed. I think I and... had them lower than you. I think you had them five and I had them six. Yeah, and like the Maybe fact that they're the two seven. seed right now against this competitive ass East, like that's pretty crazy. No, yeah, it is crazy. That's why Embiid, I he's my MVP. As of right now, it's so close, man. Like Jokic makes this shit. Like I was like, I was watch. Um, I was I've been Team Embiid for a while. Even last year, if Embiid didn't get hurt, I might have been Team Embiid still there. But yeah, no, like watching Jokic absolutely fuck up the Pelicans. That shit was like, damn, bro. It's how do you go and not say this guy is the most valuable player in the league? Like, I don't know. Like, he had, like, I forget what it was. I think it was, he had, like, what, 46? I don't know. Something. It, he something. had 30 points yeah, in the it was like thirty-three. Yeah, it was, like, 30, 33 in fourth quarter in overtime. Like, that's what you fucking call taking a game over, bro. That is insane. <laughs> 2K still won't give him takeover because... Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, I was I was working at the time, so I just had the game on in the background, and then I was like, "Fucking Brandon Ingram choked the free throw, man!" But um, I was like, I was like, "Damn, Jokic just kind of took it us right now." And then they pull up the stat, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> no, yeah, that's facts. Um, but about this Philly duo, I like how Harden's playing. I think that he's being more active off ball. I agree. Yeah, which is what and... you need from him. Which you need from him. Hopefully, he stays that engaged uh, throughout because I, I kind of knew he was going to start out like that, but it's just about if he keeps it up. Um, but I think my biggest surprise is Tyrese Maxey, how he's been playing. Tyrese Maxey is honestly one of my favorite players in the league to watch. He can score from anywhere. The way he finds ways to score is insane. Like, he's so creative and so dynamic. And I, and I kind of thought that his abilities were going to be taken away by Harden, but he's been doing really good. Yeah. Because I was even, I have him on my fantasy team, and I was looking to trade him when the Harden trade happened, because I was like, get this man off my team. No, I was looking at trades, and I was like, I'm probably just going to get Fleece. He might do something. And then now he's been doing great. Yeah. I really like how he's been doing. The main problem, though, for me, is two things. One, Matisse Thibel is an elite defender, but he cannot shoot. I know. No, he's literally so useless on the offensive end. And of the it floor. becomes like who was it? I think it was Igudala who is like in the Warriors playoff runs. He would be guarded by like centers. Yeah, and they would just like leave him open in the corner. Same thing with um. Uh, who was it? Tony Allen. They would just like leave Tony Allen wide open. Yeah. In the playoffs. Yeah. You know who? Uh, he needs to take take a. What the hell am I looking for? Take advice from? Not Danny Green. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but Danny Green. No. Ben from, Simmons. <laughs> um, from Mikhail Bridges and Herb Jones. 
just it's not even about being a good three point threat, good shooter. Like yes, obviously that's useful, but like if you can find other ways to make yourself not a black hole on the offensive end of the floor, mm-hmm. that's all you need. Like cutting to the basket is like and knowing how to cut to the basket is like such an underrated uh aspect. And such an easy way to just get a quick bucket. It's hard though because that lane is almost always filled, which is kind of the problem. Is it though? I mean, you have fucking Joel Embiid on the team who's taken two, sometimes three, if you're the Heat, fucking players taking three, two, three players with you every time. And now you have James Harden as well. Yeah, that's that's true. And Tyrese Maxey who's fucking hooping his ass off. No, he, yeah, no, you're right. I think my main problem with this team is Tobias Harris. He is like. He just doesn't fit. No, because he doesn't like. Bro, I swear I've not seen this man hit a three-pointer this season. <laughs> I think like a even like an Aaron Gordon type player would be cool to have at the four next to Embiid. Like you have your main three that can handle the offensive load, and like you don't need another fucking shot creator at the four. No, yeah, no, exactly. You don't need any more shot creation. You just need a guy that can like switch onto the perimeter. And is athletic and can catch and shoot the ball. That's really exactly and just no, exactly. high basketball IQ. Exactly. That's about it. But yeah, Tobias, he just like I don't know, man. He's just forced to spot up in the corner again and he cannot shoot threes. Most of the time doesn't even take threes. He usually takes that extra step in and tries to do a uh pull up mid range. Mid range instead of a catch and shoot three because he's more into that. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. He just doesn't fit. But they're going to have to try and make it work. But he's just like, he's not that guy, pal. He's not that shooter, shooter. Um, But yeah, I think that this Philly team, I think they're going to be scary come playoff time. I think they're definitely top three contender right now. I think yeah, no, they the Bucks and the Heat are definitely Yeah, I agree. Top, I mean, they're the top three in the East. Oh, shit, they are? Oh, yeah, I guess yeah. they are. Because the Bulls I... have dropped. Yeah, the Bulls suck lately. Yeah. Oh, um, speaking of the Bulls, did you hear about Zach Levine? No, I did not. So, I was going to mention this when we were talking about Harden. So, Levine is... Levine's playing, right? Yeah. So, Levine's fighting through an injury right now. He said that he's only about 70 to 80% right now. And that he's going to have to get knee surgery in the offseason. Damn. So it's just like at that point, do you stick it out and try and help your team? Or do you get the surgery? Because like Levine has had some knee stuff in the past and knee injuries are no joke. Especially for a guy who bounces like that. That's true. I mean the thing is like it just I don't know. I feel like at the end of the day it doesn't really matter too much. Like you could for the Bulls just to have just to be in the playoffs maybe get to the second round. But, like, at the end of the day, first of all, fucking the first round, like, a few of these good teams are going to have to lose. No, yeah, exactly. And it's hard to see the Bulls not being one of those teams that lose. No, yeah, exactly, because of the injuries. Like, them and the Cavs, I think, have been the most. Obviously, everyone's dealing with injuries. I think those are most affected by injuries this season. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that that's just another thing, too. Since your team is already affected so much by injuries, I think you might as well just sit Levine out. Obviously, you'd want him to play his first playoff series and put up a good fight. But, I mean, and finish kind of this Cinderella story that's been going on with the Bulls from a season. But I think there comes a point where you just need to uh, take a step back and it could really affect your the rest of your playing career if you play through it and something happens. Yeah. You know what's crazy, though? Uh, In the first round, if the standings were to stay the way they were, you might see the Heat or the Nets end up out in the first round. Like, that's crazy. No, yeah, that is insane. The East is, yeah, just the league in general. Yeah, like, yeah, we're also, we've been, like, everyone's been on the, the East is so good this whole year, but the West isn't like no slouch either. Every playoff other team than is other than joke. the Lakers, like the top eight, the top eight are definitely cool. And like, bro, if the Clippers were if the Clippers were healthy, man, 
No, I was gonna say if the or even if they had, yeah, like they don't even need even Kawhi Paul back. George, even yeah, Paul George even just Norman. Paul George, exactly. You just call yeah. him Norman. That sounds weird as hell. Norman Powell. I know that's his. I know that's his name, but like just Norman. Well, what else would you say? <laughs> that's true. Powell sounds weird too. And plus, Dwight Powell as well. So just Norm. Him. Norm. Norm? Storm and Norm? Storm and Norman. Storm, <laughs> Storm and Norman the Mormon. <laughs> but no, yeah. So that's just... Um, I hope... I kind of hope that we see movement in the league where there's more upsets. Because I feel like there's a fair amount of upsets. But I feel like it, there could be more. And I think... Well, like, last year, like, last year, the Hawks was low, was a quote-unquote upset. But, like, they were the fifth seed. I guess against Philly, it was an upset. Against so, like, Philly, it was. But that was more Philly collapsing than the Hawks doing really good, I think. That's true. Because there was a lot of things that Philly... Yeah, that was... Not even just Ben Simmons, which he gets all the blame for that series. But it's not just him. Philly overall just... Doc apart. Rivers also... I think me and, my, me and my homies hate Doc Rivers. <laughs> Bro, his voice is the like the deepest voice I've ever heard. I was gonna try to imitate it, but I can't do that. Yeah, no, no and that might be a little bit racy. So I don't know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you want to be doing this, but yeah, I just hope that we see more upsets because usually in the playoffs you know who's gonna win. But I feel like this year it's the most open from what I've seen in a long time. Probably well, you got, yeah. Well, you got you got the Jazz and the Mavericks in the first round as of right now. That's good. That's a close series. Nuggets and Warriors. Bro, Luca again. That would wasn't that the Christmas game this year? <laughs> Luca <Pretty> match. <laughs> the Jazz, bro. You love them? No. <laughs> what? Oh, I thought you said I love the Jazz. I said Luca would fuck up the Jazz. Oh. <laughs> no, he would. That would be insane. Yeah. You know who fucking owns the Jazz? Um, Dwayne Wade, fucking, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fucking Brandon Ingram, bro. That man fucking cooks the Jazz every goddamn time he plays. That's facts. But then Gobert gets a goaltending game-winning block. <laughs> Wasn't that last year when that shit happened? No, that was like, I think that that was that might have been Ricky, uh, not Ricky. Oh no, it was um, <laughs> that, um first, first year. year, first year Pels, yeah. It was first year Pels, because yeah. he, yeah, because he hit a game winner on them the game like a, a week earlier, and then. Gobert was like, not this time. And yeah. goaltended. And then he gets it. Yeah. I remember that. That's yeah. Bro, he has some good duels against the Jazz. I like Every, bro, like when they played him the other day, I was like, he's going for 40. I don't know. I said 50. You I said 50. He, I forget what he actually scored. I think it was like 30. It was it was, it was it was something high. Brandon Ingram game log. Wow, I can't talk. But then he had, like, nothing in the third quarter, and I was going to text you. I was going to be like, he's going for 50, huh? <laughs> but that's what Ingram be doing. His third quarters, I, I don't watch as much as you, so I don't oh, know. It was because they blew him out. Um, but I feel like he has really good first and second quarters, and then third quarter is just, like, silent, and then fourth quarter, he's back. Bro, the first game started – I think he's been – I think that was more of a last year thing, actually, where he would struggle oh, in the okay. third. I think it's definitely improved this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's the rotations they would run with. Who was it? Stan? Yeah, Stan Van Gundy. <laughs> he fuck, always... Stan, fuck Stan Van Gundy, bro. <laughs> Man's would kill that, kill his momentum every goddamn time. Like, you have 10 in the first quarter, get out. Boylan-esque type beat. <laughs> but yeah. Um... Shout out to Willie Green. Willie Green is a fucking great coach. That's facts. Willie Green. And speaking hey, of Willie. Green. <laughs> Danny Green? Speaking of Green, do you know what team wears green? The Boston yeah, Celtics. Yeah. I was going to say, there's only one team that wears green. Well, I guess oh, Dallas sometimes wears green. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's like dark green, though. I'd say the but Still green, bitch. Doesn't <laughs> 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 matter what shade. Um, but, yeah, so the Celtics, they went through a bad streak. And then now, what seed are they? They're the five seed right now. They're almost the four seed. I think they're just um, actually like, uh, like a couple games back from the two seed. Yeah, yeah, they're up there now. Which I mean, there was a point of time their season has been very bipolar. Yeah, yeah. The Marcus Smart drama, and then people saying that they should split up the duo, and and they've had some bad losses this season. Yeah, like lots of blown leads, twenty point leads multiple times. 
and just lots of collapses, but they're doing really good. So I just want to like analyze what we think kind of changed with this team. Well, they're playing a lot them. better defensively, right? I'm pretty sure they're the best defensive team in the league. Yeah. Which and... I mean, you'd kind of expect that. Like you have a fucking terrific rim protector in Robert Williams. Um, Derek White's a very I solid love my defender. Man, Lord. Marcus Smart, elite defender. Jalen Brown, very great defender. Tatum, very great defender. Even Tatum, yeah. I seen a stat when they just played the Nets. Um, when he dropped, I think it was like fifty-four. 54. Yeah, he was clamping up KD and Kyrie when he was on them. When he was guarding them, they like did not score on him. So that man, that him. guy, he can drop fifty on you and then clamp you the other end. That is some scary shit. I want to see Tatum win a. I want to see Tatum win a championship, bro. Maybe not this year, but like I want to see Tatum win a championship. And his career, yeah. He's still no, he's still someone young. else's career. I know he's, he's only like what twenty. He's only nineteen. He just he just turned twenty four like a couple of days ago. I know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he was twenty three, but then now he is. Yeah, he's twenty. He just turned twenty four, which is insane. He still has many good years ahead of him, hopefully, but. Yeah, I think defensively, I'm pretty sure that the beginning of the season with Yudoka, he got a lot of slander, but I'm pretty sure he was just, like, doing experimenting. Like, throwing everything at the wall, trying a bunch of different shit, and he's like, okay, I found my rhythm. We will do this in Dominant. Yeah. So, I think that that's kind of what they went through. But yeah, the Celtics defense is insane. They need to have either one or two all-defensive player like I think Marcus Smart definitely. Marcus Smart make. definitely, yeah. Rob Williams, it'd be hard to, but I mean, I think there's a conversation there for him. But yeah, we'll have to see their defense. And then Derek White has been amazing. And then Al Horford on defense, you know, Grant Williams. Who on their team can't play defense? Exactly. Like, like I just thought of that. The rest of the bench, I don't know. What is? What is yeah, their I guess like Peyton for sure, but. Like, yeah. There's no guy you can really, like, attack. We've seen with the Heat before where it's, like, they have all these strong defenders and then Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson on the court. Yeah. Celtics don't have that guy that you can attack. Like, yeah. they are an elite defensive team with some of the best ISO players in the league, which is yeah. insane. I feel like they're kind of, like, the team that the Nets should try and strive to be. Yeah, yeah, because, like... Obviously, Kevin Durant and Kyrie are the better out of the two. Well, that, yeah. The team is structured, like, ten times better. Like, obviously, the Nets now have Simmons, but, like, still. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, yeah. They just have, like, two ISO players that can create their own shot at any time in the half court and then just elite defense. They have some, you know, I, have they, some they have some playmakers. Yeah. Man, it's just I really like I've I really like the Derek White pickup. I've always liked Derek White, and they got him. Yeah, no, Derek White's actually been pretty underrated. He had one crazy playoff series against the Nuggets, I think, a couple of years ago in the first round, and he went off. And I think that's kind of when he started to get some more love. But I mean, he's been in San Antonio, so not much. Yeah, no one cares about that. I mean. Look at DeRozan. He's fucking going crazy, and everyone loves him now that he's out of San Antonio. Yeah, no one even like talked about him last year. He's just, I feel, yeah, <laughs> no one even talked about him. And yeah, I just feel like with this Celtics team, they are very scary because of how this team is built, and they're finally they're finally the, the team that I've wanted them to be, and that I knew they could be. Yeah, because I projected them pretty high at the. Um, beginning of the or before the beginning of the season i was way higher on them than you were and at yeah, first I had, them at, it, I had them at like the ninth seed yeah i had them at like five i think maybe four three i don't i don't remember where i had them maybe three you had that what? i don't know i don't even remember i'm i have no idea but i remember i had them pretty high Oh, I think I had the Nets, the Heat, and then the Hawks and Celtics, maybe. Or something. I think they were in between the three and five range. Anyways. Shout out to the Hawks. Disappointing. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the Hawks. Bro, they went from one of the best young cores in the league and one of the most promising teams to now, like, other than Trey Young, it's not looking too hot. 
Bro, can we talk about fucking Tom Thibodeau for a second? Oh, why the is, Knicks are why one is, of my why is my points. why is my man's not playing fucking Cam Reddish? That like I know he's getting more a little bit more minutes now, but like, bro, because Thibodeau does not play young players. But like, bro, you're four and a half games under the ten seed. Like, there's no reason to try to be competitive. Julius Randle sucks. Didn't he just drop like forty and ten or some shit? He just dropped forty six against the Kings, but it was it was the Kings. It's against the Kings. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Here's what I want to talk about. Let's talk about the Knicks because that's actually one of my main talking points that I wanted to segue to next. So this is perfect. So the Knicks' direction is very odd. They don't have a direction, and that's that's exactly the problem. <laughs> Their What's young that? guys are mostly unhappy there because they aren't getting any run, and they're not good enough to be a good team. And they're prioritizing. Well, I guess Tibbs. Tibbs is prioritizing giving the older guys minutes over the younger players. So, I mean, like, R.J. Barrett has been amazing this season. He's finally getting more opportunity. But there's still Julius Randle just there taking away lots from him. Taking away everything. No, yeah. And Mitchell Robinson is, like, a young center who has shown very good flashes. And he is not happy there. And I don't think he's going to come back next year. I agree. So, I mean, yeah. I know the Knicks have, um, like, their whole team basically is under contract for one more season. Or, like, a lot of the people that they paid this offseason were, yeah. were two-year contracts, I believe. Or maybe mm-hmm. three. I can't remember if it was two- or three-year contracts. But, like, the only thing that I could see being, like, of, of use for them is hoping that they can make a splash in an upcoming free agency. But yeah, because, I don't even like, know if they could because they don't have the money because they're locked in on Julius Randle. Exactly. And they like, just kind of cuck themselves. They're exactly. in kind of a lock right now. No, exactly. And like the thing is they're they're the twelfth seed right now. So like and they're not going they're not gonna they're not gonna drop and they're not likely to get any higher. Like maybe they could jump into the eleventh seed, but like what the <laughs> <point Ooh. is laughs> Exactly. And like like that's like what? Top 10 pick potentially um, depending on the lottery like, no, yeah, they're just kind of in that no man's land with not a lot of flexibility because all of their players are locked up they have Evan Fournier for like three more years for 17 million Google and... Evan Fournier Google Fournier no we always <laughs> talk why do we always talk about Evan Fournier if you like I think about this every time on the podcast when we mention his name why is he like always talked about because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, don't Google Fournier. Unless you want to be um, grossed out. Unless you want a good <laughs> unless, time. <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're weird. But yeah. Um, but they have lots of young players that I like. Like RJ Baird, who's finally been showing promise. I really like Emmanuel Quickly, but he hasn't had any run. They have Cam Reddish, who I think could really blossom, but just hasn't had any opportunity. And... You know, some other guys, too, like Grimes, McBride, Obi Toppin, you know, Mitchell Robinson. But, yeah, it's just – it's a very weird mix. They have yeah. – half their team is young, half their team is old, and it's not in, like, a cohesive way. It's very conflicting, I feel like. The team is, like, yeah. split into two parts. It's very odd. Like, most teams have a mix of young and old players, but – they all kind of know their roles and they fit into their roles. But I feel like the Knicks team is kind of split into two parts. Yeah. So I don't know how they fix that because I feel like the big thing is Randall because he's making so much money, but he's really not going to be moved. And I mean, I don't think that they're going to trade or will be able to trade like Fournier, Alec Burks, guys like that. Yeah. So I think they're just kind of deadlocked for a couple of years, and then they just have to hope that when all those deals expire and when they have flexibility, that they'll be a player that wants to go to the Knicks, or they'll just be able to have enough assets to have a good young team and go in that direction. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say about the Knicks? It's kind of fire turn to the toe. It's kind of true. Yeah. Do they need to do that? I mean, there's not much point to keeping him around because, like, they're not competitive, and like, he's a coach that, 
you're not going to want to enter a rebuild with Tom Thibodeau as your coach. He also takes massive control. And I exactly. feel like his vision and the way he wants to control the team doesn't match what they should do. Exactly. And that shows when they traded for Cam Reddish and he was like, I'm just not going to play this motherfucker. <laughs> Bro, I searched up Tom Thibodeau. One of his, one of the first like auto fill-ins is Tom Thibodeau hair. <laughs> Tom Thibodeau penguin? <laughs> what is Tom Thibodeau penguin? Um, I want to see his contract. I'm pretty sure this Tom Thibodeau Penguin is. Because I don't fuck. Because I don't. <laughs> what did you search up, Tom Thibodeau Penguin? Yeah. What, what the am fuck I... came up? What am I looking? I don't even know. <laughs> um. So he signed a five-year deal when he got signed. Thibodeau? So, oh, and it's so he's got like what three more years? Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, he's got this year, and then next year, the year after that, and then the year after that. So, I don't really see them firing him either. So, he's just kind of... They're just going to be a no-man's land, I feel like, for the next couple of years. And then they and then they should let Randall go. They shouldn't resign Tom. And then they should just try and fix the mess that they've been in. But yeah, it sucks. Because last year, this team was really fun. And they were looking very well. Now they're not fun. And now they have one of the worst futures, and they're just not a fun team. <laughs> Speaking of coaches, um, also, what came up with the Tom Thibodeau Penguin thing? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna search that. I couldn't even tell you what that shit was, bro. Okay, I, I'm gonna try and describe this. Okay, Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's literally just a bunch of mean pictures. It's him as the penguin because he looks like it's the. That's Danny DeVito as the Penguin in one of the old Batman movies. <laughs> so they're saying that Tom Thibodeau looks like the Penguin for Batman. Also, a picture of Groot. Yeah, I see a picture of Groot. Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> I can see it a little bit. They have the same like fucking shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> they have the same build. <laughs> Tom Thibodeau Penguin. If you ever need a good laugh, Tom Thibodeau Penguin. I also want to see Tom Thibodeau hair. Because I found that very interesting. <laughs> Is it just going to be like pictures of his hair? Because he doesn't have much. I don't know what it would really. It'll be like, like one of those, uh, one of those guess the NBA player. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's like the top of Thibodeau's head. Young Thibodeau was balling. Man's looking sexy as hell. No homo. Man's has a mullet and he looks fit. And then I want to see this sexy Thibodeau. Yeah, look at Tom Thibodeau hair. It's one of the first ones. It's him in a Timberwolves jacket and a green, like, mat behind him. There's no way that's Tibbs. That's Thibodeau. You can, Young I can... Tibbs had the sauce. <laughs> Young Tibbs had the sauce. Yeah, I know. I see the caption. <laughs> Bro, he... I told you. Sexy Thibodeau. Um, he looks like a bully from a fucking an old-ass movie. I'm like he looks like it's a bully in Greece. <laughs> um, speaking of coaches, Greg Popovich is one win away from being the all-time leader in wins for a coach. And I just wanted to ask you the question: Is he the greatest coach of all time? And if not, then who is? Yes. You he think is. he is? Okay. But the thing is, I don't think this changes that. Like, you think, think he this, already... Okay. Like, that's what happens when you coach fucking 30 years of basketball. I don't know how yeah. long he's actually been coaching for, but... It's been... Yeah, something something like that. And when you have a winning career for the first, like, 75% of those games, it's definitely, like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be... Have a lot of wins. So the wins, like, the, the overall wins, meh. It, it doesn't really change much, in my opinion, on him being the greatest coach. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, I think he's definitely up there. Like, I don't really know. There's lots of uh, legendary coaches. Yeah. But I'm, I don't really, like, know them that much because, obviously, they're before my time. But I think he's he's probably number two. Probably behind Phil Jackson for me. Yeah, my thing with Phil Jackson though is that, like, I don't know. Obviously, like, he played, he 
he played with. He had uh, Kobe and Shaq as well as MJ. And then MJ, yeah, that's true. The Bulls. So it's like obviously he also created the triangle offense, and that's true. Didn't they start winning with MJ when he came in? I mean, Pippen's a part of that, but I think Phil Jackson was too. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, I think that, yeah, but for Pop to be able to develop players and find diamonds in the rough, like with Manu and Tony Parker and the way that... DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray as well, how he's done with him. Kawhi Leonard even. Um... Obviously, Kawhi was a bitch and, you know, was like, no. <laughs> but Talk you to know. you, Pop, after all you've done for me. And then the way that he was able to utilize Tim Duncan and how much he won with him. Yeah. I think the only, I mean, I think that this kind of puts a stain on his resume is just not having Tim Duncan in against, like, yeah, that's Pop's the like, shot. that's Pop's, like, only blunder. Yeah. Like, if Tim Duncan is in the game and if he gets that rebound... An actual championship, and then no real like flaws. Like I think that that would be. How do you think that changes Tim Duncan's career? I mean, he's have... Yeah, he'd be six and zero. He'd be the same as MJ. I think that changes that a lot, actually. Well, maybe not for the. I think it does for me. I don't think it does for other people because. You know, other yeah, people... nobody likes Tim Duncan. Yeah, exactly. Just because he's you know like I, boring. You know what I exactly? You know what I fucking hate? I hate when people like will bring up some random ass player and they'll be like, "This is the most overrated player ever." Like someone said that with Tim Duncan, and I was like, "What the oh. fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> literally, Duncan. literally, no one talks about Tim Duncan, and when they make their top ten, he's consistently at like eight, nine, ten. I'd say he's underrated because I think he like. With him and Kobe, I think it's very close for me personally. I, I think it's closer than a lot of people make it seem. And if Tim Duncan is six zero, you know, I think that that puts it over the top for me. So, I think Tim Duncan. Yeah, I don't know. I, obviously, there's so many great players, and it's hard to kind of think off the top of my head. But I've always had like Tim Duncan and Kobe so close together because they have had like many duels together, and they've been very close in that regard. Yeah. But, I mean, then Tim Duncan would be on the same, you know, level as MJ. They both would be 6-0. and So, I mean, bro. But it also sucks that Tim Duncan doesn't have any uh, defensive player of the years. Yeah, that's true. Which I don't know why the fuck he doesn't. <laughs> like okay, Ben Wallace. I think that he's a top defender all time. Maybe even top three. And that doesn't have a decoy. Yeah. So, you have to take some accolades into account like that. 15 old defensive team That's selections. True. How does this man? I'd like to go back and see who won over him and see how many he, like, deserved. Yeah. I'm probably going to do that after this pod when I have time. But, yeah. Um, Pop, legend, one of the best coaches of all time. Um, I, I want to talk about one more player. So, we were talking about Tim Duncan, who doesn't get a lot of buzz. Let's talk about the player that's getting the most buzz in the league right now, and that's John Morant. So, it, it's, he's kind of getting the Luka effect, I feel like. Yeah. Remember when Luka was going off and we were like, oh my god, <laughs> they won't shut up about Luka. The early Tatum as well. Early Tatum as well. I feel like that cycle is kind of a thing that happens in the media and with fans, and it's repeating itself with John Morant. Not that I'm really scared, especially yeah. in the playoffs, because I feel like it could be very evident where they play a good team, a good defensive team, and like the Jazz, and John Moran just gets heavily neutralized because he's primarily a slasher. Um, yeah, exactly. And then all the media will be like, John Moran sucks. And like, like no, you were just kind of overrating him to begin with. Kind of. I have seen some wild-ass takes. Like, okay, here's another thing. Do not compare him to Derrick Rose. He is Derrick Rose. But, like, I was comparing them before. Like, that was kind of my main comparison was John Wall, Derrick Rose. Those were my two comparisons for John Morant coming out of the draft. But You know what I think is crazy? At this point, it's like... I don't know. I think I think the crazy shit is that they're comparing him to MVP D Rose and saying he's better than MVP. D. No, Rose. that's what I'm saying. And they're like, not adjusting for pace at all. Give Derrick exactly. Rose the spacing 
of today's league and give him the pace of today's league, and he would shut all you motherfuckers up. Well, yeah, and, like, he won MVP for a fucking reason. Like, whether you believe that MVP should have gone to LeBron or whoever should have got the MVP, you can't yeah. fucking deny that he won an MVP. Like, anytime you ask me MVP player or just regular-ass player, I will fucking take the MVP without a question. Uh, Russell Westbrook or... No, I'm <laughs> but yeah, Russell no. Westbrook is the only exception. <laughs> but it's also just crazy how um how liked and how loved Derrick Rose is and people are putting this year's John Morant over Derrick Rose when Derrick Rose feels like an untouchable god at times in the media and Literally. now they're just so easily putting John Morant over the media, him the media flips, flips, when we have even seen the playoffs right exactly like that's insane no the media does switch up so quick and please just have a really good team overall like, their depth is crazy. Oh, their depth is insane. I was, like, going through every team and seeing who every team would have to let go in expansion draft just to kind of, like, see how good an expansion draft would be. There is, like, very good depth on the Grizzlies. Yeah. It's got Jaw, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, Dylan Brooks, Steven Adams, uh, Brandon Clark, Kyle Anderson, DeAnthony Melton, Tyus Jones, Xavier Tillman. That is a solid-ass 10. And you still have Zari Williams, too. And you still have Zari Williams, who's only 20 and was drafted, what, 14th overall? So I think he was 10. Oh, shit, he was 10? <laughs> yeah, because they traded that. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. But that is insane. But, yeah. How good is John Morant? Because I like to... I like to wait on players a bit. I don't like to make these big assumptions after only one year, and especially without seeing the playoffs. But I'm trying to, like, in my head, do point guard rankings, and I've seen Jaw very high. But I want to know if I'm doing, kind of if I'm kind of considering him, I am still taking Trey Young over John Rand. Okay, good. I was going to say the same. I think that's a very unpopular opinion right it now. It is very unpopular. Like, if you were to put a poll, Jaw would win like 75 25. I'd say, like, yeah, 80 20 or 75 25. Yeah, that's because I don't get how Trey Young is part so of that. Hated, is, yeah, part of that is how much Trey Young is hated, and the other half is how much John Rant is loved. I fucking love Trey Young, bro. I don't care. All homo. I love that baby. <laughs> I love that baby. Nice. Well, he looks like the baby. Let's go. I mean, <laughs> Nick's. <laughs> I was good. Fucking no. I feel like <laughs> Knicks fans are gonna hate you, bro. Actually, no, they'll they'll like you. No, Good, you just said no. you, you just I said you love. Knicks. I don't care about the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, poor Knicks, poor Pierre. No, yeah. okay. no, it's okay. Pierre Pierre loves me. No, Pierre Pierre hates. He's on the same side as us. He doesn't like the what the Knicks are doing right now. Yeah, he, he doesn't like Julius Randle either. No, he prefers the young guys. <laughs> he wants them to do exactly what we were talking about earlier. But no, I am definitely taking Trey Young over John Morant as of right now because of a couple of things. Well, the first thing is that I think Trey Young is a better scorer and playmaker than Jaw. I don't even think I like I don't want to say it's not even close, but like low key, not even close. It's like, yeah, it's not dis- dis- disrespecting John Morant. It's just that I think in both of those categories, Trey Young is better. Trey Young can shoot the ball from 40 feet. He can create his shot for the three point and the mid range. He's a very underrated, crafty finisher. Yeah, I was going to say and as then well. His playmaking is fucking through the roof. His ability to create space and to finish on plays, his playmaking is insane. So, and yeah, even though his team hasn't been all that this season, and John Moran's team has, which also would be a big factor in a poll like that. That's yeah. not Trey Young's fault. If you and swap still, them right now, yeah. they're both probably in the same position. Yeah. I'd even say that the Hawks would be say, worse right now. Yeah. That that's I think the main difference. If you swap these two players from their situations, then where do you think they are? I think the Grizzlies are still the same. I think the Grizzlies are if not better. If not better, but I think the Hawks get worse. Just because I think I think that um, Trey Young has more gravity 
and it's just... young with that team actually seems fucking nice. Like having a pick and roll partner with Steven Adams, chasing of Jaron Des- Jackson, Desmond, Desmond Bain. Bain. <laughs> That's a Trey Young on that Trey Young instead of Jaw Loki seems kind of nice. Yeah, because like. That's another thing is Jaws supporting cast is way better. I'm taking Desmond Bain over um, John any any guard on that team. I'm taking Jaron over John Collins. So you just yeah. have, like, that's insane. Bro, I wish that Trey had his, his clay because Kevin Herter was supposed to be that. And that's why they drafted him, but he's really, yeah. he's really not that. If they had Desmond got Bain paid, instead. Got paid. Ooh. Bro, Desmond Bain, Trey Young, and Jaron is really nice. I mean, same thing with John. I was gonna say so is John those guys. But like, but like Trey, bro. I get think Trey Young also like obviously in terms of his overall perimeter defense, he's trash and obviously interior as well. But I think he is like improved on the defensive end, and people will not realize that. Yeah, kind of like the same thing with Harden. Like a lot of people still act like Harden is a shit defender. No, yeah, exactly. I also feel like the main reason people would put Jaw over Trey is they'd say, "But is he's the worst defender in the league?" Yeah, no, exactly. I don't care, (laughs) even if he is, which I I don't. mm, Mans can generate. I don't think he is either. I don't think he is, but he more than makes up for it. Mans can generate sixty points by himself. It's also not like John Morant is doing all this and is an elite defender. Obviously, he's not a negative defend. Well, no, I don't know. But obviously, he's not as bad as a defender as Trey Young. But also, he's not like a defensive god. Yeah. Like, if you're comparing two offensive players who aren't good at defense, then you always take the one with the better offense. But people usually tend to go towards the two, like, I don't know. That's just the, the, the average defender. The average defender, and yeah, like I'm taking the offense because the gap on defense, I don't fucking care. Unless they are a good defender or an elite defender. Above like, average, yeah. Yeah, like I'll always take the guy that has, that is an amazing two way player over the amazing offensive player most of the time. If their offense is the same, then I look at the defense. But if the defense is also the same, then I'm taking the offense if they're both offensive oriented. Yeah. But yeah, like John Morant is six three. He's like one hundred and eighty pounds. It's not like he's um amazing defender. Exactly. He gets Trey Young is like five eleven, bro. No, Trey Young is five eleven. I want to stand next to Trey Young <laughs> because that man is, and that's also insane that Trey Young is. I'm gonna say five eleven because I'm pretty sure he's shorter than. Was he listed at six one? Yeah, I think so. Six two. He is definitely shorter than that. Like the fact that he is as good offensively as he is. Like no shit. If you put a five eleven player out there, they're gonna be bad defensively. <laughs> but for him nah, to be bro, that we'd good, be, offensively, we'd be clamping up. Yeah, facts. Muggsy Bogues was clamping in his day. <laughs> Bands was getting hella blocks. But <laughs> I don't even know if he'd be able to touch the netting. Honestly, you, you know what sucks to think about. This is very like off topic. Um, but like these players like Dame, they're just gonna eventually not get talked about at all because they're just like the they're just like one of those players that we all know was fucking great back in the day, but never did anything. Do you know who's very comparable in my opinion to Dame? I feel like Gilbert Arenas is very yeah. comparable. Guys that like were obviously great. Uh, but just don't have any accolades. Skilled offensive guards who were clutch and were the man and would torch your team, but they don't have any accolades to show for it. Exactly. He'll just be one of those guys that, like, uh, anybody who watched him, they know, like, yeah, we know Dame was that guy, but, like, uh, younger generation coming up, they're going to be like, Damian Lillard, he's fucking... Why do people talk so much about this guy? All he has is a rookie of the year and loyalty. Yeah, and then it's also just like you have those few old heads that were around with Gilbert Arenas, and they talk up about Gilbert Arenas and say, that man was that dude. So I feel exactly. like it's going to be the same thing. You don't hear the, the the newer generation talking about, oh, yeah, that Gilbert Arenas guy. Exactly. It's going to be the same thing for Dame, where people of our generation 
are going to be like, that man, Dame, he was a killer. His logo shots against the Thunder and stuff like that. But then people are going to be like, but this, and then they're going to look at his basketball reference and see no accolades. All he ever did was make it to the conference finals. Like, all he did was score. His team was probably weak, and they're going to be creating narratives around that. I mean, they're not exactly wrong. But... Well, no, they're, they're not exactly wrong. That's also not the reason why he would score that much. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, I think I think Jaws probably five. Oh wait, no, I don't know. If you have, I'm very excited to do player rankings this offseason. I I am very excited too. I'm. Mm, I think a good. Dip, mm, I don't know. Oh wait, never mind. I was gonna say Jar or Chris Paul, but I know what the answer would be. I think that. Or has I don't know. Chris Paul is just so old. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to like overrate Chris Paul, so I feel like Jaw is definitely better than Chris Paul. Chris, bro, Chris Paul like ends off in two K as like a fucking like he'll retire in like two three seasons and he'll still be like an eighty seven. No, he'll I always veto it. He retires second year at an eighty nine all the time, and I'm like, the fuck you doing? And I shit. <laughs> <laughs> like him and LeBron, kings of longevity. I agree. Yeah, it's that vegan diet. No facts, bro. I, I if that's what it takes, I'm not doing that shit, bro. I love. <laughs> I was gonna say fuck that. Like, that's what it takes. I don't give a fuck. If I could be a Hall of Famer by it, ooh, that's a good would you rather question. If you could actually, no, nev- never mind. You, there's, I feel like in today's world where there's um Beyond Meat and stuff like that, then you can still like eat meat products without eating meat. I agree. Yeah, it, I mean no, it'd be I, gross, I but it, you'd get used to it. Yeah, like, I don't think being a vegan is that bad in this day and age. I think it's just annoying when, we're getting political here, but, <laughs> but I think it's just annoying when they push it upon other people. Like, you're not vegan, I, I can't associate yeah, with you. Yeah, that fucking vegan lady on TikTok. Oh my <laughs> Why the fuck would you eat meat? Shut because it tastes up. good. <laughs> yeah, maybe I because wanted... I want to eat fucking protein, I don't know. You should do a stitch like that, where it's like, her talking about that, and then it just cuts to you eating like a full stack of fucking ribs. <laughs> I haven't fucking she was, I haven't seen her. At, I haven't seen her at all. I feel like she probably got banned or some shit. Yeah, I'm surprised. But no, and there's always like girls, vegan especially lady. on the West Coast, that are like in their dating profiles must be vegan. Like, bitch, what? Her name like, is Katie Karen. Oh, it makes sense now. That is a very. There's no way that's a real fucking name. It has to be a persona, Katie, bro. Katie Karen Dickmeyer. Bro, that's got to be a persona. That's not a real person. Known online as the vegan teacher is a Canadian internet personality. Canadian. Oh, let's go. Fuck, let's... she's making us look bad. <laughs> no, we can pull up. <laughs> <laughs> we have to find Edgar Edgar House. <laughs> yeah, just like just. We should just buy a bunch of meat and just like scatter it all around her yard. Oh, she did get banned. Oh, okay, good. Following a petition to remove her—that's tough. <laughs> the only times petitions work. Banned for violating community guidelines. Damn! Did Addison Ray get banned too? I don't know if she got unbanned, but I knew she was banned. And then like OnlyFans is like, come over to make content for us, or maybe it was. <laughs> Porn up. I don't remember. It was one of the two. Addison Ray's TikTok ban. Ray announced the news of her ban to her millions of followers when she tweeted a screenshot of the message which said your account was permanently banned due to multiple communities. Well, maybe you should fucking put some clothes on, Addison Ray. That's a bad business move for TikTok, though. Yeah, why would you do that? To remove your... Yeah. Well, TikTok's on the down... Any... This this is not turned into a basketball podcast. <laughs> this is the last thing I'll say. Hey, I see TikTok. I got... T- I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm in a tic- uh, basketball TikTok. Yeah, exactly. But TikTok is on the down because of all that stuff, all their creators. And then also just because now they're having the 10-minute feature where TikTok's going oh, to be 10 yeah, minutes I long. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, what the fuck? Now that's just YouTube, bitch. <laughs> like Literally. Like, the uh, thing not, about TikTok is that it's, like, it's short. It's like, I don't want to watch, I don't want to watch a 10-minute TikTok. The fuck? That's why Vine was so, yeah. And then there's probably going to be more ads as well. Like, bitch, that's just YouTube. <laughs> also, you so, know what's crazy? Is that, is that fucking guy who, um, I don't know if you've seen him at all, but he makes the videos of him, uh, he'll, like, react to 
to people that just do like stupid ideas and he'll just like not say anything. Is it the black guy? That, yeah. He's yeah. like the most followed. Yeah. He's this he's next to he's second to Charlie D'Amelio. Like what the fuck? He's four million followers behind him. And he literally <laughs> does he literally doesn't he hasn't said a, he doesn't say a word any words. Like what the fuck? Bro, if I had a time machine, I'd go back to like the beginning <laughs> of TikTok and then do what he does first. <laughs> That's all it takes. Like, bro, all I have to do is sit in front of a camera and just like make facial expressions. I mean, that's what every TikTok, I guess, is. But his <laughs> the way he does it is way easier than everyone. Yeah, I wonder. I, I don't even. Does the, has the TikTok creator fund reached Canada yet? Trying to get famous. <laughs> yeah, facts. But enough about TikTok. This is a basketball podcast. You know it. You know it's. You know we've TikTok and all that shit. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but thank you guys for listening to this. Shout out to Brandon podcast. Ingram. Shout out to the goat, the daddy. Um, daddy <laughs> bro, he, he is a dad. We didn't know that. Daddy. So. Yeah, he is a dad. He's daddy literally a daddy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's daddy for more than one person. So, <laughs> so that's all for this he's episode. He's not just my dad. <laughs> we'll see you in the next episode uh, where we talk about more basketball things. And yeah, take care and goodbye. Adios.